Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We are back for a movie review. Long overdue. We are going to be reviewing the movie Dune, which came out in 2021. I do have my fan on. It's hot and I turned it off. <laughs> so I apologize for that noise in the background. I'm really happy I finally got around to watching this movie movies just have not been high on my list my mom uh, recently pointed that out to me like he used to love going to the movies i know now given an hour and a half or two hours of my life (laughs) i'm like i could get like eight documentaries in right there um small ones of course those short little sweet short and sweet stories so I think that we are going to break this down into uh, giving credit where credit's due as we always uh, begin the episodes of a new series. So we'll do the same for the movie. Then we'll go to the gist of it, which is going to be discussing the plot. We'll talk about the cinemato- cinematography. Then we'll talk about the performances and then that should for the most most part wrap it up and then i'll um i'll give my score as well as uh any shout out moments or favorite moments of the episode or of the movie so i'm so used to talking about tv it's gonna take me a minute for my brain to realize i'm not talking about a tv show so let's uh let's go ahead and jump into this Time to take a peek behind the curtain. Just want to ask peers, maybe grab a pencil, take some notes. I'm about to drop knowledge. So Dune, part one, is a 2021 American epic science fiction film directed by Denis Villeneuve from a screenplay by Villeneuve. Uh, John Spates and Eric Roth. It is the first of two of a two-part adaption of the 1965 novel by Frank Herbert, primarily covering the first half of the book. We're not going to get into the the nitty-gritties of the plot. I'll discuss that in the gist of it. The second portion of this movie is set to release October 20th of 2023 to cover the remaining story from the first novel and I think it's interesting that there are multiple novels and I definitely am going to put this in my queue of things that I need to read. Uh, The movie was produced by Mary Parent, Dennis (laughs) <laughs> this really want me to screw this name up Villanevo Kale Boiter and Joe let's say oh man Kara Celo Jr. I tried cinematography by Greg Frazier edited by Joe Walker music by Hans Zimmer this movie is a Warner brothers production released september 3rd of 2021 our cast of stars include timothy chalamont as paul atreides 
Ducal heir of House Atreides. Rebecca Ferguson as Lady Jessica. Oscar Isaac as Duke Leto Atreides. Josh Rowland as Gurney Halick. Stellan Skarsgård as Baron Vadimir Harkin. Harkonnen. Dave Bautista as Beast Robin Harkonnen. Sharon Duncan Brewster as Leet Kynes. Stephen McKinley Henderson as Thurfer Hawat. Who's that? Oh, I see that guy. Zendaya as Shawnee. Chang Shin as Dr. Wellington Yuo. You. Charlotte Rampling as Reverend Mother. Jason Momoa as Duncan Idaho. Javier Javier Bardem as Stilgar. I knew that was his ass. The whole time he was talking, I was like, why do I? Why do I know I know this guy? Is that Bardem? Uh, David Das Malchian as Peter DeVries. Yeah, I don't know who that was. Oh, now that I see his picture, I know who he was. He's dead. Babs Olusukan Mokum as Jameis. Golda Rashuvel as Shoutout Mapes. And Roger Juan as Lieutenant Lanville like some of these people i have no idea who they were in the story but i think we have given credit where credit is due so let's go ahead and jump into the gist of it i forgot to mention there has been a theatrical adaption of dune before uh, from 1984 and from what i hear wasn't great <laughs> someone also said that it was a mini series and i don't think it was good as a mini series either but i thought this was a really good introduction to a world i knew nothing about and they held my hand through it and Quite frankly, I needed my fucking hand held through it because I would not have gotten all of this world building had they not. And luckily, Paul just happened to be watching documentaries on (laughs) the sand people. Every time I see a desert now, I can only think of Mandalorian. It's not it's not their fault. It's my fault. There is there was a few scores in here where I was like, But alas, we are following not the sand people, but the, uh, uh, what do you call them? <laughs> no, even the freemen. I was like, I know there's something that they're actually called. So the freemen are people, native, the native population of this planet called Arcus it is being mined for spice which is needed for intellect interstellar space travel and thus they are mining this planet for its resources 
I mean, basically the classic colonial tale. And they are trying to subjugate the native population. However, this they house. Hey, y'all, y'all live by day rules. Welcome to the rice fields, motherfucker. However, the Freemen are not considered so much a threat as a nuisance. It turns out there is some other political intrigue going on that's quite deadly. We learn at the beginning of the movie that getting rich on the spice trade has basically upset the balance of power from the emperor because now there are others that have power and wealth and influence that he himself no longer has exclusively due to their riches and one of those houses is house atreides and there's other houses as well i think it's just not house atreides i think that's the most vocal most threatening but the other houses are becoming just as rich and just as powerful so there begins a betrayal which is somewhat predicted on some capacity but at the same time it still is done insidiously they are given the duke of leto not duke of leto his name is leto the duke of house astratus <laughs> uh name leto is visited by the emperor shaddam of house carino to replace house harkonnen who was on the planet before mining it for spice to take control of the spice trade and to continue the mining of that planet they basically they're basically given thief rulership of arcus once that rulership is given to him he looks at his son his son looks at him in a moment of i know this is going to be some altering shit he puts his seal on there there's these women with uh with the emperor and one of them looks at jessica but as well looks at her son leto leto is this uh leto jeez i can't with the names right now paul is who i meant to say paul is a little bit of a special boy we find out later not only is he his son's heir not only is he a well-trained fighter being trained by two of the most uh, badass warriors in the galaxy and that uh and that is both what gurney and duncan he is also the son of an acolyte of the ben gerseret which is a sisterhood whose members possess advanced physical and mental abilities such as telling people what to do when you tell them what to do is something that she has him because she's been training him in their ways showcase at breakfast by saying if you want this water you can tell me to give it to you and she almost does she says that you need to work on it uh dad tells him that you know you're gonna have to step in my footsteps you're gonna have to stop, start coming to the meetings seeing what i do he's like i don't really know that i want to be a leader 
this was one of my favorite scenes i'm just gonna jump in there um (laughs) because i like the dialogue it wasn't that typical uh male testosterone dialogue you must rise to the occasion it's like you know i didn't want to do it either (laughs) i wanted to be a pilot i i get i get it i had hopes i had dreams this shit is a lot and guess what if you don't pick up the mantle of leadership you're the one thing you're supposed to be is my son that shit was some that was real that was so real and so profound because it's like yeah people who don't want to lead probably should be leading we realize this is a sacrifice that you sacrifice for the greater good of people because you're not greedy and all those other things with those who seek such power uh but at the same time if you choose not to follow in my footsteps i'm not gonna look at you like i disowned you you know you're still my son and i'm gonna support you whatever the fuck you do because i love you not what you can do for me it's beautiful they ask you how you are you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine you just can't get into it because they would never understand maybe jessica is his concubine because he says later on i should have buried you does that indicate he might have a wifey somewhere does it matter (laughs) i don't think it does um but this is interesting that they've been they've this uh sisterhood the ben gesserit have been playing this century-long breeding game where they intend to bring a daughter into the world that would become the kawats hadarash which is basically a messiah-like super being that can transfer his mind or their mind through space and time uh, to guide humanity to a better place and she is very disappointed that she decided to give birth to a boy instead of a girl (laughs) but because she loved uh i think i think she wanted to give him a son and the fact that they're saying like she had control over it but then when we find out later that she's having a daughter is that to mean that well you're having a daughter um you might have gotten the information wrong or is it truly (laughs) it feels like it's setting it up for paul to be that person and even uh the reverend mother despite her reluctance and that test they put him through you i love the fact that all the people are so loyal to him because he he's taken out of bed i like that she said the i know i'm all over the place doesn't matter i like that the queen mother whatever her name is said that you don't have just one future you have your mother's as well and that's 10 times more powerful than your father will ever be um so i like that part in there and the fact that you is the doctor and tells him hey just be wary when you're going in there they all have this secret language they talk into sometimes using their hands sometimes they speak in a different tongue he goes in to see her she basically says you are not to remove your hand from this box 
despite how much pain i'm about to put upon you with just this little needle at your neck and he is able to restrain himself and she says yeah if you hadn't been able to constrain yourself uh to show that you're not just an animal we would have had to kill you but because you clearly have done what you have done um (laughs) and he passed that test everything is prepared for you on arcus Uh, they believe that he is this messiah that has been implanted in the minds as a cult-like religion within the the freeman people who are very good fighters something his father points out like i'm not there to subjugate the people those people would make a great ally for us against eventually the empire like he was more than aware that we're going to need something to defeat the empire's warriors which are the sardakans or something to that effect um so his idea is that not only are we going to take control of the planet take control of the spice breed or spice breed (laughs) spice trade but we're also going to make an alliance to fortify and strengthen Arcus to make it our own and pretty much dominate. So then we are essentially the emperor. We are the future. He knows that that is also uh, where all of this is leading into or where he wants, you know, he understands him thinking that way politically means that his opponents are thinking about politically knocking his ass off the chessboard uh he just didn't realize how duplicitous it was and it's still you know because they they did all this while the rest of the houses because they were mentioning that there was going to be something that would block out uh what they would see so that um the other houses wouldn't be aware of what has happened uh so that part was important it wasn't just a whole act out of going against this particular house that everybody should watch and see no it would cause nothing but warfare which they explain in the galaxy because of what has happened here which is chaos once they get to the planet they uh they are able to assume control there has been a team sent ahead to prepare for their arrival once they get there um they immediately see that it hasn't been they've been pretty much sabotaged like the refinery is not working the way it should they have to get this woman who is the the change or judge of the change that is kinds they said we're gonna get her as a guide to take us out to see what exactly it is that we are doing the next day um he's also still having dreams because he had that he heard what his mama and the the reverend mother was talking about the prophecy is true he's beginning to believe despite the fact that the Fremen are very much a fan of Paul and Jessica 
everything else is a shit show there is a meeting between Leto and the Freeman's chieftain Stilgar and he comes in I like that he Leto allows his son to speak he doesn't have to ask permission he's like um where are you from what are you doing <laughs> why are you spinning on the table as a sign of respect oh oh that's so disgusting there was like the one scene where i was like nope 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 i do not want to see that i don't care i do not care when we have to do what we got to do that's when i don't have to think about in my mind what i'm doing but until then that's gross it's disgusting smart it's what you got to you know do to to live in this environment but goddamn i don't want to see that <laughs> so after the meter meeting with stelgar kind of goes somewhat good basically i got what i needed out of you and i'm out kinds meets up with them for a tour the next day i will say i wasn't sure well i guess we'll talk about that with the characterizations uh she shows them what they're doing out there for the spice harvesting including the dangers of sandworms a sandworm is attracted to the the constant rhythmic sound of the planet or of anything basically on the surface of the planet which is why the the fremen walk a certain way when they're crossing the desert something that paul shows his mom later on because he's been reading all up on the people that he is soon to be a part of Uh, because he's been so balls deep into their beliefs and stuff she's like how the fuck did you get this uh this 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 suit to fit so well (laughs) then she quotes some prophecy shit then there is a meeting between lady jessica and another disciple who is applying as a what a housekeeper she gives her a sword says the crystal sword or crystal bone i don't know the crystalis crystal dagger uh and she says someone's gonna give them a sword or something to that effect she sees a vision of herself with a boy in her arms or maybe that's her daughter because she clearly got a new life going on um they then get to see in real time what it's like to have a giant worm pop up <laughs> uh that is definitely not a tremor that that sandworm that is not a tremor at all but the you see some heroism from Lido here because he said fuck the spice because they're willing to work to the last minute and they're like yeah fuck protocols fuck the spice i care more about human life and you can see that registered uh with kinds and they are able to save the crew Paul is exposed to spice and begins to have some premonitions and has to be rescued when he gets back he tells his mom all about it even though the doctor says he's fine but he says look I know your ass is pregnant (laughs) you keep saying I'm not ready (laughs) but I'm pretty sure I'm ready (laughs) she's like you can't know I'm pregnant I barely know I'm pregnant but she starts crying she did a lot of crying in this episode i will say i'm like girl 
you wipe them tears real quick and i loved it but uh <laughs> he was doing a lot of sobbing is is my impersonation of said character until the last five minutes of and i get it i get it especially that scene where your son was being tortured though i bet you she felt that shit um so let's get to the betrayal of it all because yusuf or UO ua he ends up disabling the shields and he ends up incapacitating leto and many other guards um was he trying to kill paul i don't think he was trying to kill paul because he said no he he said i would try to do as much as i can for paul and jessica uh yeah he's the one that put down the the stuff so he knew that they were going to be because the the emperor or the empress or emperor was talking to the the reverend mother and that's the first thing she said jessica's under my protection and thus her son so they are not to be murdered and he's like yeah yeah yeah. and they're gonna die we're not gonna kill them but we're definitely gonna toss them out in the desert and let them kill them and that's technically not breaking our promise (laughs) uh so they are both yeah because he he gives them a sleeping pill they are both um knocked out and they are taken yule uh tells leto when he asks why he says because they have my wife and they're ripping her to pieces and if i didn't this is the only way i could secure her freedom and you couldn't even blame in that moment like you could even see him registering like well if you are going to betray me that's that's the fucking reason <laughs> that is the fucking reason uh, you have the person that you love is being absolutely tortured until you do what they say but then he says don't worry uh i got a last revenge coming for for that motherfucker because i hate him too and i have a feeling in my heart in my soul that he gonna just betray me anyway because he's that type of type of bitch and even if i do get away he's still that type of bitch he gotta go so i can't save your life however i'm gonna put this tooth in your mouth that has this poison in it it will kill you but it also if we're lucky kill the baron as well this is the end beautiful friend this is the end my only friend the end lady jessica and paul are able to get away because they're like we should totally rape the mother and just throw the kid out he uses the voice and then his mom is really equipped at using the voice and it reminded me a little bit of them covering tanny newton's mouth (laughs) when she was giving her commands and uh, they are able to rescue themselves from the situation they are met up with duncan who is, manages to escape everyone i'm just gonna say josh brolin died because we didn't see it <laughs> and he definitely looked like he was going on a on an out but we we didn't get to see it so either he's coming back and he lived or um that was the most <laughs> unceremonious death ever uh because the sadukers are pretty damn good sardikers whatever they are they even said it they wanted uh one battalion of each 
and they's like yeah everybody falls before the seducers <laughs> we're the most badass warriors and i'm like well because <laughs> you you think that and you haven't tussled with some real motherfuckers out there okay on their own their own fucking turf okay uh they find a survival kit left for them on the plane by you all which also has his father's ring in there which they know that he's dead they end up spending the night in a tent their tears has created something for them to drink because it the tent recycles their water ew uh the spice is in there too so he starts having more hallucinations or visions of a holy war in his name across the universe uh he's scared he tells his mom this is your fault you did this shit to me but she knows he's just angry and more upset by the fact that his father is dead um in the in the palace this motherfucker over here is eating what the fuck is he what i mean what is this thing (laughs) he's like if jabba the hut was a little bit slimmer and could fly (laughs) i couldn't help but laugh at him uh and he comes floating over talking that shit he just got him in a naked position exposed like the absolute and utter disrespect and he mumbles something and he sets off the the poison and it kills everyone except that motherfucker like a goddamn cockroach attached to the ceiling why the fuck they have to run it duncan finds kinds yells at her she's like i wasn't allowed to say shit basically but she does go with him to find paul and jessica she takes them to an old research station unfortunately they are found by the sar dukar he did ask what who are you to the to the fremen and she never answered and i guess we'll never know because she's dead too i feel like this that was the the mission statement of this first first parter is everyone dies (laughs) besides the two protagonists who spent most of the the whole entire part one having fevered lustful dreams of Sandea, who's only job this this episode or this part one was to look mysterious and beautiful paul said he would go ahead and marry one of the shaddam's daughter daughters as a way that can uh curve the chaos and it also opens him up to the golden lion throne uh and that's something his mother kind of supports like oh wait you're going after the throne but also yeah 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 let's get off of here let's get back to kaladin uh however the sardaukar show up kill everybody um they separate uh of course my boy duncan goes out in in a blaze of glory it would appear <laughs> he looked awfully dead but he did before too <laughs> and we know how people just don't ever come just sometimes just don't be dead plus he been in the desert for so long he probably got that spice in him <laughs> got something got that desert magic but they are able to get away and into a 
copter. I love that they look like dragonflies. And they fly into a storm that is basically a kiss of death. And they are no longer followed. Batista goes and tells the Baron that they're dead. And the Baron says, yes, all of this has been worth it as long as it makes me fucking rich. So that is your job is to squeeze the resources of this planet and kill all the motherfuckers that would get in your way most particularly the freeman jessica and paul run from a sandworm and just as <laughs> it was about to kill them someone sets off a thumper and it goes away that sucker was fucking huge i love the fact that they gave us a good nice long look at that motherfucker uh there was also another moment where i didn't know what was gonna happen because kind says i the desert is my home don't worry about it i will i will figure out how to get from point a to point b and until the end i didn't know what she was doing in that moment but of course she was stabbed in the back and she took those uh sardaukars with her because they know that she betrayed them but it seems that riding those is an option in the future and that's pretty damn amazing <laughs> and i'm really even more sad that i did not get to see her ride one that is tragic uh, as they are found by Stilgar's people, because there are plenty of what do they call them? Sex or there's millions of people on this planet. It just ain't one group of people. The the Baron and them they gonna report back that there's only like fifty thousand people. I'm like, oh, you are so wrong about that. So wrong. Uh, so. <laughs> there's only one person who has a problem with this because first they're like uh the boy can learn our ways but the mother is too old and we can use the water in her body and they are about to go after her when they clearly know how to defend themselves including her she she put the moves on stilger and he was like whoa 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 you should have told me you was a boss ass nobody puts baby in a corner i respect that so you can roll with us and then their fate can can be uh up to the whatevers <laughs> except jamie decides and james is the person he saw in his dreams that was telling him because he didn't understand what his premonitions meant he thought james was talking to him but i think it, the whole entire time it was shawnee and james is like yeah because yeah because someone said i would teach you the ways of the desert and i thought it really was him but he's like no i'm gonna challenge you because i don't think that you're the messiah <laughs> um he runs into shani for the first time when he's up there and the situation gets dissolved and she introduces herself like i wasn't gonna allow you to kill my friends just so you know that you didn't even know i was here secondly you don't look like the messiah <laughs> you look like a scare boy Why you gotta be so he's like girl you don't know me i got that silent danger okay that shit sneak up on you 
<laughs> I channel my force when necessary. He would make a really great stormtrooper, would he not? Not a stormtrooper, a Sith Lord. You know what I'm saying? A Jedi. There we go. Uh, and so Jameis decides that he wants to do this uh, trial by combat shit. What's really fucked up is the fact that Jamie Jameis is like they're like, oh, he's one of our best, you know. And she even comes over to him. <laughs> Shawnee's like. I want you to die with honor, even if I don't believe that you're the Messiah. So here's the sword that my great aunt gave to me. It'd be an honor if you would fight with it today. Don't worry. Still, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll make your death quick. He's kind like that. And then literally five seconds into the fight, that motherfucker had him. <laughs> that surrender. And then he says, I think he doesn't know how the rules work and then he wonders if he's fucking with them because he's gotten him to like he's overpowered him several times with quick efficiency he was hiding that shit the whole entire time like you have no idea i was trained by the best and i got fucking powers uh so i felt bad for Jameis because i was like no i didn't feel bad for him you was talking shit and then you got embarrassed you are dead we're hot guess what you're not you are dead, dead but then jessica puts it into perspective and she says he's never killed anyone before and he does end up having because he you know it's a fight to the death he can't surrender so he has to kill him but he hates it and he stays with the man as he dies you can see there was respect there and then uh as he walks away everyone is like putting hands on him and Javier Bardem, I want to say Javier Bardem so bad. <laughs> There's just like no reason for it. Uh, he's like, you're one of us now. So yeah. And they go to where they all hang out in Kumbaya. And that's when we see someone riding a, a worm. And she's like, yeah, you ain't seen shit yet. There was also a moment where uh, mom was like, why don't we just go back to Caladan? And he's like, no, this is my people now. <laughs> you know what? They sent us here to die. They tried to kill us. Why would we go back there? That is ridiculous. Trying to plead our case. No, I know my path. This is my path. Uh, my father also wanted this path before he even came here. This is what he intended. I'm going to follow in his footsteps. So this is going to be intriguing and I really need to read the book before October of 2023. Uh, as far as the, the cast and performance, I really like the, the titler character. I think that he did a really good job encompassing the, uh, not broody. I mean, he, he felt like a ducal heir right i have the privilege but i'm also have the humility i'm trying to follow in my footsteps i'm he he felt appropriate for the role considering i've never seen him in anything um i really like paul astrates i like that he gives a shit i like that he takes things in stride he doesn't act like a two-year-old little bitch <laughs> and sometimes they make the characters out to be like he he's 
he is mature as you one would expect to mature being raised the way you're raised uh it's almost like how did 14 year olds in medieval times be you know strategizing wars sure they might not have everybody or may not have all of the experience and they do have people that help them but a lot have visions of their own depending on how they were raised and when your lifespan is only 28 you have to think about that like oh 14 half of your fucking life <laughs> some used to live longer of course but you know they're they're that was something that was a gift not a not the norm uh lady jessica i liked her as well she seemed to have a lot going on in her psyche i like just the small bits of the relationship between her and leto i think my uh, another favorite scene is just showing his hand on her neck like we didn't even need to see them together and there was a scene where they were you know holding hands but they don't need to say i love you or declarations it's a very quiet love i was really sad when leto died oscar being naked in that chair though yeah you got that yummy i was really disappointed with josh brolin's performance most of the time it's just like hey 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 stop that <laughs> don't do that <laughs> treat him like he should be treated and most of the time leto's like stop why you why you gotta be so mean to everybody come in here uh and we didn't get to see a lot of him fighting i wonder if that had more to do with the the pandemic and some scenes that were possibly cut for obvious reasons um so he might have had a big grandiose moment the way duncan did uh stellan scarzard as vadimir he was as he needed to be <laughs> creepy dude don't know what the fuck is going on in with the stuff in his back but very intriguing another disappointing disappointment i should say uh despite the fact that dave batista and both uh him and jason Momoa are in c together i felt he was underutilized too he was used stereotypically as the the screaming you know hulky guy <laughs> that was the best part about him and guardians of the galaxy is that they they made a point of tossing aside the stereotype and yet this this performance was living all the way into the stereotype is i'm shouting i'm just everything is i'm shouting <laughs> i'm the nephew of this guy and he doesn't even let me in on the shit you know i, I shouldn't have to hear from your shady guy over here oh there might be or you thinking there might be more to the plan so not much to say about him i really like kinds i could have gotten 10 times more of kinds but unfortunately i didn't get to know her as well as i wanted to oh she was friend in years and years i'm like i know i seen her in something i just don't remember what the fuck it was there it goes um oh she's got some other stuff i don't think i've seen her and i have to check that out but 
yeah i really wish we had gotten 10 times more of her philosophy i I felt they kind of rushed through that particular part of the story arc and storyline uh everyone else really not too much jason momoa i think that's my my true mvp (laughs) he had some corny little lines you know it looks like you grew some muscle Eh, no you didn't but he had the the best fight scenes the best choreography he felt i mean even he's like i live with these people he felt like an approachable that's the guy i want to follow so it's very disappointed that he was on the ground (laughs) um seemingly dead at the end of this episode because it's like oh i i didn't get as much as i wanted of him either and i guess that's for a complaint that's not the worst complaint that you just want more of that particular person the same with stilgar which i feel like we are gonna get more of him so i'm not so impatient but all the ones that we lost i was like why <laughs> like i didn't get to get their their full importance before they were no longer important or relevant to the story anymore so let's just pour all our 40s out for gurney for leto for kinds even for i mean for for fucking duncan and even for you one thing that did not at all disappoint for not even five seconds was the cinematography i thought the cinematography in this was outstanding from the uh the scene where everyone's out in the rain and they're preparing for war to the the scenes of the planet to the dragonfly type of helicopters uh it just it was an orgasm of beautiful cinematography i don't like when people pick up bugs but (laughs) or spit into into little containers but other than that man this was uh visually just outstandingly appealing i don't think i have much more to add with breaking it down um i did give this movie a 10 out of 10 uh, even with the small little hiccups they had they as i stated earlier that's the thing you want someone to have is to want more of something which only makes me more thirsty for the books because that's probably where i'm going to get it if this is only one, one part of a film adaption and we're or a book adaption it's novel one and we're just now getting to that yeah so i think that um this world has some parallels too with wheel of time and i wonder which came first but i don't like that because the thing of it is as someone who is also a writer it's not out of the realm of possibility that some of the same concepts will come across different people's minds and it's about their interpretation or their redirection of those stories Uh, but everyone loves to think oh you copied after everyone copied after someone that came before you think that you're the original until you find someone you realize yeah um the the con the idea that they're you know it may not have been written quite like how you wrote it but generalized concepts are 
totally out there to be mined and mined in different varieties so um it's an unfair comparison to say oh well that came before yeah there might be similarities it's not to say at all that they ripped off anything i just wanted to put that disclosure out there because i did say it reminded me a little bit of will of time particularly with the sisterhood so we do have feedback for this movie review that has been sitting in my inbox for possibly a year um <laughs> uh, it's the first thing that shy pointed out to me when i said i wanted to do movies starting next week she goes yeah well what about that dune that you've had in your inbox since uh november 6th of 2021 and i said I'm gonna get on that so here we are finally <laughs> with shy's thoughts on dune Hey Christina, it's me Shy. I'm here to give my feedback for the movie Dune. Um, yeah, I kind of talked about it a little bit offline, um, but I know this is a recurring theme that I say whenever we start a new series or, <laughs> or you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and this would be the case as well for Dune. I had no idea what this movie was about. I didn't know that it was based off a book. I didn't know that there was an original movie um, regarding the books. And so I went into this one completely blind. I just saw the trailer and thought it was interesting. Had some, you know, actors that I knew. So thought I'd, and it was sci-fi. So I thought I'd give it a go. My son actually bought us movie tickets for my birthday, so he and I went to go see it. My youngest son wanted no part of it, but he's not really a big sci-fi person. Um, me and my oldest are, you know, more into that kind of stuff. But yeah, this one was, um, I think uh, me and Mimi practically, you know, said the same thing. And I mean, I'll just be transparent. Um, I was, like I said, don't know anything about what this was, um, the books or what the characters are about, about these different houses that are like, warring against each other and the, you know, what the beefs are. So for me, it was just a matter of trying to get acquainted with everything. And I mean, I feel like the movie did a, pretty good job of laying down the foundation of what was happening who was who you know Paul um, his family the house of Atreides uh, or Trades or whatever they're called um, that whole dynamic and I mean I'm assuming Dune is a based off of just his life and him being uh, called you know to use a, the neo term from the matrix the one um, the chosen one, I guess. Um, so I'm still trying to, I mean, those types of things, I mean, I'm not going to be sitting here in, 
you know, talking about all of that because I, I feel like I need a second watch to really, you know, really hone in on certain things because, you know, during a movie, obviously, um, I've talked about it before. You've talked about it, you know, um, during on TV, I use subtitles. Um, so that helps me sometimes to know what's going on when I don't understand what people are saying or just, you know, just reading it helps me as well because um, I'm a visual learner. And so um, without having subtitles and just having to listen and follow along that way, um, when I'm used to watching with subtitles now, it was, and especially a show like this, I should say show a movie like this where there's so much going on and so much to understand and so much to um um so much to follow sorry um that I really um probably missed a lot of stuff and would again need a second watch to catch things that I missed because I'm sure I missed a lot um because they threw and the way I look at it they threw a lot of information at me um i'm gonna just speak for myself so um through a lot of information out there that you know and a lot of concepts and um beliefs systems from the different houses the different planets and how they operate how they coexist or how they clash um and you got the empire sending the house of atreides to arrakis to govern even and they took out the other house i forget the name of that house um with the baron and it was just you know just to cause this conflict for whatever reason um to i guess from what i understand the house of house of was becoming too powerful too popular and the emperor felt threatened um so he contrived this whole thing to incite the other house to go to war against them even though it's like what you know it's like you're going to war against this other house but it wasn't by them doing it it's not like they you know went behind your back and went to the emperor and said hey we want to take over arrakis you need to send the other house away you know the emperor is the one that was pulling the strings on that one so um, but again, obviously, if you're not not liking the other house, it doesn't matter. It's just an excuse to go to war, I guess. I don't know. Again, uh, it may, maybe you'll explain it in your feedback. Maybe you know more about the books and the backstories and the players involved that you can explain um, because I'm not going to sit here and, you know, act like I know half of what went down. I enjoyed it. It's just that it was it was a lot of information to take in. Um, you got Paul, who is, I guess, you know, in terms of being the chosen one or the one. <laughs> it's all my Matrix stuff, but um, that terminology. But, um, you know, his mom was his father's concubine. I always say that wrong, but... Um, and so that's interesting. Like she was supposed to have a girl, but she chose to have a boy. And this causes some type of strife amongst the, was it Reverend Mother? And he's got the sight 
and I don't it is and that's like a, supposed to be an abomination or something to do that. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure what her reasoning is for going against the mother house mother Reverend Mother. I think that's her name um, to have a boy instead of a girl because uh, I guess she was in love with um, the dad. And so he wanted a boy, so she went against her beliefs to have a boy. Uh, again, you know, I'm going to claim ignorance on a lot of this stuff. So try not to laugh at me uh, when you're reading. I'm reading this when you're listening to this, because I am not claiming to know half of what went down. Um, it was fascinating for sure. And I can't wait to learn more. But um, as far as you know, the movie itself, I mean, I again, I was entertained. I was thoroughly engaged trying to figure it out. So there's that. <laughs> I was sad when the dad died, but I knew that was probably going to happen. I like the, cine- the cinematic or scenery. The All the scenes were beautiful. I loved them. Um, very curious about Paul and Zendaya's character, which I am not remember if they said her name at all, but um, don't know because he spent most of the movie dreaming about her and not actually meeting her. So don't know if the, I think she might have introduced herself towards the end. Um, so we'll stand, but I don't know it. So, um, but yeah, the Baron, he was gross, gross as hell. Um, so I'm trying to figure out like, why is he that kind of a creature? Why everybody else is not like that? He had that spine thing that was helping him along, but I don't know. Maybe that's explained in the books to why he is this creature looking thing, this weird, creepy thing. But, um, what else? Well, I mean, I'm not gonna say too to say too long. I mean, like I said, overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was in a good beginning to um, the story. Um, I love that diversity, you know, <clears throat> in this one, uh, which is always a plus for me now. Um, and so, it's just it's just so much to take in, and I can't begin to you know start you know the dissecting it and you know breaking it down and I only have 10 minutes so and this is a three-hour movie so I'll leave that up to you just want to give you my overall impressions very dense very a lot of information to take in and I probably didn't catch a lot of it but I still enjoyed it and I look forward to the second movie excuse me I'm getting the hiccups hiccups now but Like I said, I'll leave it at that. I just want to be able to send something um, since you were going to be doing the podcast. So, and I know I've been. uh, That was Queen Chai with her thoughts on the episode. Girl, give yourself more credit. Give yourself more credit. I think you got the gist of it just fine. Um, Just a quick breakdown of what you already had put out there is yeah, that basically Harakin was the the fiefdom they did take possession of arrakis to oversee the spice trade for the emperor however the emperor decided in a political move to pull the harakins and to send the astrades since he believed them to be an imminent threat to his power considering they have 
accomplished more wealth than many others the harakins have been unsuccessful uh rather in the spice trade and so they decide to conceive of a sneaky plot uh not with the approval or awareness of the other houses to get rid of this particular house that was rather popular and many other houses were flocking to instead of the emperor so he decided um that he was going to send a two-prong attack and take out all of the astratis wipe the house off the planet and then house harakin can basically essentially take over and do the exact same thing except uh harakin is not considered the same threat as astratis did with their more superior warriors because it really was the sardaukar which is the only thing it appears the emperor has in his uh as an ace in his pocket to maintain control as he has these warriors and then now with Harak, him and harakin they've made this deal where they're going to he's gonna make like you do this for me you get all this wealth in me that's all you gotta do and you still working with the empire versus wanting to step out of that zone um and probably has promised him like yeah you'll you'll be the next emperor like we're gonna we're we're in alliance against the rest of the houses that are getting more profitable for this so that's pretty much what we did see and then on top of that it was um lady jessica his concubine she was a part of a sisterhood that is very much like the the wheel of time women (laughs) forgot what they're already called that are influencing politics behind the scenes and has done so for a very long time but also seem to have not seen do have psychic abilities so they're not just females they are very um they have a particular skill set that they use to advise emperors but also protect themselves and they are and have been on arrakis perpetuating this cult-like religion regarding the chosen one which is supposed to guide humanity which is what their objective is and thus uh, he seems paul to be a product of both uh an exceptional father and an exceptional mother uh the cinematography was wonderful the sound score was great as well i had the benefit of listening to this and with my headphones on i also love love subtitles i didn't have any on strangely enough i was able to watch without but mainly because i was watching um while i was also doing other things <laughs> so i had to put my headphones in uh i believe the ultimate question of why she had a son instead of a daughter is exactly what you said she loved the father and so she wanted to create someone in his image instead of someone in her image uh and that was against what they wanted because it looks like probably you know men or animals they're not going to be capable because i think that's always been the the you know males men they make warfare not women um and while women have have a more 
I don't, I don't know. I, I think that the why the last man would be a good um, contradiction to that. If you haven't really th- read that comic, well, there you go. You have a homework assignment. And I think that is going to wrap up the podcast. I don't have too much to add. If you want to send feedback uh, for any of the other shows that I do or the next movie that we're going to review, which is All the Old Knives, blackgirlcouch at gmail.com uh, on Saturday. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black magic.